Let's connect now with Jim Kaichek from the Illinois Sheriff's Association here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, Jim, thanks for taking time. Uh, sorry, I'm a little bit later than getting a hold of you than I thought. Uh, let the uh, last segment uh, kind of slip by me as we reviewed a whole bunch of headlines, uh, including what's going on at the State House uh, and the Sheriff's Association. Of course, uh, you know you guys look at a lot of legislation coming down the pike. Uh, what can law enforcement expect uh, from the uh, State House this this session? Well, I wish I could bear good tidings, Greg, but unfortunately, I'm not in a position to do that right now. Um, A lot of the things, in fact, I don't know if you saw, but we even put out a statement on our Facebook page the other day, uh, in essence, apologizing for uh, all the opposition issues that we seem to be posting on Facebook, because, you know, obviously, we don't intend to be the uh, profession of no, but for whatever reason, a, a couple things. One, there's an awful lot of bad legislation continues to move through the General Assembly, uh, the next part of that is, despite the fact that we continue or I continue in every committee to uh, share our concerns and issues with those things, for whatever reason, uh, they continue to move through the state house, And unfortunately, there's not much dialogue back and forth with the Sheriff's Association on those issues. So uh, there, there has been in some cases and where we've been able to talk to sponsors about their bills and our concerns that we have, uh, you know, we've been able to address those in some places. And with others, unfortunately, it's not been that's successful. Um, some of the issues, you know, that, that are coming down the pike when we talk about expungement issues or automatic expungement, you know, from a law enforcement perspective, uh, you know, I'll back up for a second. And when we talk about expungement, that means that the record is completely gone. You know, it's not, yeah, it's not most sealed. law enforcement. It's not sealed or it's, it's they expungement means to destroy. That is correct. And, and, and that was exactly the distinction that I was going to make. It is certainly one thing to seal it so that that information still remains available to law enforcement for future purposes should we need it, but to expunge it means that it's completely gone. So there's no history uh, when something like that happens, at least as related to the records. But I also want to point out here, too, um, in the in the digital age that we're all in now, uh, the belief that things are completely gone, they may be gone from the records that we have that actually dictate what the, the facts were, but the issue... It's probably not gone because you have things that were out there that don't that are not under the auspices of law enforcement, including you know that wacky thing called the internet. Google, I bet you could probably still find articles about most of those issues, uh, charges if they if they made it that far. We're talking with Jim Kaichek. He's the uh, Illinois Sheriff's Association Executive Director about what's going on at the state house. And you referenced the automatic expungements, uh, Representative Ford bill uh, that ultimately would let somebody who's found innocent who immediately requests the record to be expunged. Uh, that bill passed the House, and uh, some of the opposition that stood up, Republicans saying, "Hey, listen, there needs to be clarifying language in here." Uh, Ford seemed to say, "Hey, we'll just let the Senate take care of it." Uh, is that the best way to legislate when when talking about? Uh, criminal justice and uh, ensuring that uh, you know, law enforcement have the tools necessary to, to catch bad guys. Well, yeah, I, I don't know that. I mean, I think that's been one of the problems that I've seen is there, there continues to be this, this movement and desire to go ahead and move bills along, even though they're not soup. Right. Um, and, and under the circumstances specifically that you talked about, I know uh, representative Patrick Windhorst raised in the debate Let's say that somebody was found not guilty of, of murder. They were acquitted, right? But you had all the evidence that was that was used in that case. And so based on an action of automatic expungement or the ability to get expunged, does that mean that all those records that were associated with that case are expunged? So how do you ever find out who the person was that committed the murder? 
Jim, uh, something else that I have yet to see advance, but it could possibly because there's still time between today and uh, tomorrow's uh, you know midnight deadline of passing legislation out of each chamber to get to the other chamber. Uh, but uh, I believe that there's a measure dealing with um, you know uh, qualified immunity, uh, and and talk about that if you could in in especially in context of what we're seeing uh, being reported across the country with police involved shootings. Well, thank you, and, and and I think the bill that you're there's two things. One, there is a task force that was recreated created out of the lame duck session on House Bill 3653 uh, that created that is to review qualified immunity and constitutional rights. The bill you're I think you're specifically referencing is House Bill 1727, and it's called the Bad Apples and Policing Accountability Act. Um, what this bill does is it creates a separate state action, right of action or course of action for someone to be able to individually, personally sue an officer for any deprivation of what they believe is their rights. So let me give you an example of that on how far reaching this is. Uh, it is, let's say that I arrest somebody. It's a good faith. I have probable cause to arrest that individual. Ultimately, maybe that bill, that arrest makes it all the way to the court system and the court rules them not guilty. Under this scenario, under that bill, they could come back and sue me personally for that arrest. If I detained somebody, let's say under the circumstances I've got a domestic, um, I get on scene, I see both individuals, two people there, both of them have marks, maybe they're both bleeding. I don't know who the aggressor was. I don't know who else is there, but I'm the only officer on scene. So for my safety and their safety, maybe I put both in handcuffs. Okay, well, then I, as I determine the situation and figure out what occurred, I find out that, lo and behold, uh, Jane was defending herself from John, and that's why John had some injuries, but it was, a, it was you know, out of self-defense. So I take the cuffs off Jane. Under this scenario, I deprived her of her constitutional rights. She could sue me. So well, we'll it, watch. it goes so much yeah. further. You know, it, it's qualified immunity, you know, is a, is a shield that is used a little more often where it's granted by the federal courts. And, again, this is a federal issue. The courts generally, uh, based on a study done by the FOP, I believe the number was about 53% of the time that qualified immunity is actually granted to the officer. In the other cases, and particularly the one in Minnesota that just wrapped up, uh, he wasn't uh, protected by qualified immunity. So the, the system worked. Uh, what this does do, qualified immunity, is it protects the officer from the split-second decisions that he or she has to make and be able to defend themselves they can't violate anybody's constitutional rights. And if they do, if they knowingly do that, they knew that it was a right and they did it, they don't have the shield of qualified immunity to begin with. Yeah, and we see uh, the system you know, working uh, in various instances across the country holding uh, the so-called bad apples accountable. Uh, Jim Kaichek with the Illinois Sheriff's Association here. Just briefly, if you could, uh, you know, how, how does law enforcement regain trust of communities that feel that uh, they, they don't trust law enforcement? Well, you know, I mean, I think that we have to talk about, I think there's a lot of aspects of the communities that do trust law enforcement. Um, are there people and, and certainly, you know, individuals that don't? Yeah, there, there are. But I think we need to continue to have conversations with those folks, work with them, find out what their issues are, be able to have a sit-down, rational conversation. And unfortunately, um, things have become all or nothing for, for most. Um, and we're in a situation where, the, the activity at the General Assembly right now is very negative towards law enforcement, and, and that's unfortunate because I don't think that's productive for, for uh, the groups that have concerns and the individuals that have concerns, and certainly not for law enforcement. 
But if we could work collaboratively on things, then maybe we could actually address the issues. So it's positive for, for everyone. Um, but that that's just not going on right now. People are talking past one another. Jim Kaichek, Illinois Sheriff's Association. Always appreciate connecting with you, and we'll talk again in the near future, all right? Sounds good. Thank you, Greg.